coming to you live from the Business Radio X studio. It's Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by IDS, an award-winning digital marketing agency that delivers integrated marketing solutions for franchisers, franchisees, and franchise development teams. Learn why over 75 brands depend on IDS's team of dedicated marketers and client service professionals to deliver a strong ROI on their marketing investment. Go to IDSFranchiseMarketing.com for a complimentary digital audit and consultation. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Franchise Marketing Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today on the show, we have Shelly Cantor with Griswold Home Care. Welcome, Shelly. Thanks, Lee. I'm excited to be here today. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Uh, tell us a little bit about Griswold. How are you serving folks? Well, Griswold Home Care actually is celebrating its 40th anniversary this year and is billed as you know, the first non-medical home care franchise in the country. And so we operate about 170 locations in 30 states and growing. So we're just uh, you know, really thrilled to have such a great legacy to base our company on and to continue the good work of taking care of those who can't take care of themselves fully and allow them to live in the place that they love longer. Can you share a little bit about the backstory? How did uh, kind of this concept get uh, birthed? And uh, what was kind of the pain they were trying to solve for, I guess, back in the early 80s? Yes. Well, we do have a very interesting history and legacy, as I mentioned. Our company was founded, as I said, in 1982 by Dr. Jean Griswold, and she was a true visionary. Um, what The story goes that there was a parishioner in uh, the parish where her husband was pastor that passed away for reasons that could have been easily prevented. Uh, she, you know, dehydration and malnutrition issues. And it just turned out that she didn't have anyone looking in on her or helping her and supporting her in her home. Uh, and if there would have been someone, it would have been prevented. And so at that point, Jean started thinking about all of the great people that she knew who wanted to make an honest living, but also had caring, loving hearts and just thought, hey, there's there's a need. There's also people that need good you know, solid work. And so she started matching them up. And really, uh, the rest is history. It started growing from there. The the really special thing to note is that Dr. Jean Griswold herself um, suffered from multiple sclerosis and was wheelchair bound for much of her life. So she understood firsthand the importance of having that support um, and providing a way for folks to continue living their life and and having a positive experience. So um, it really was born out of uh, many different facets of of her love for, you know, uh, providing care, her love for caregivers and also her own experience. So then what was kind of the impetus to say, hey, you know what, if it's working well here, why don't we see if we can uh, help other folks around the country? Right. I mean, it just sort of happened organically. Um, People started that were working with her saying, hey, we could use some help over here or, hey, you know, um, I was wondering if if you'd be willing to open an office over here. And the business model just sort of transpired from there, realizing that, you know, she couldn't be everywhere. And there was also an opportunity that people in general might might have uh, a desire to own their own business in essence and and to make it into something even more than just uh you know helping 
potential caregivers find work, but helping those who aspire to have their own business that um, has a purpose. It's not just, you know, making money, but for people who really just want to have that higher calling, that helping others and supporting folks in their community. And so it just sort of happened organically over time and, um, you know, began to grow and uh, become successful. And one key thing that happened at, at one point in the in the 90s, there was a there was a segment done on um, Dr. Jean Griswold and the business on the Today Show. There was also an article in Forbes magazine about her. And so the, you know, because it was such a compelling story and she's such a, an interesting person. Um, and so that really, you know, some inquiries started coming in. And that's where many of our very early franchisees uh, from further distances uh, transpired. And so um, it's just a really great you know, story to, to tell and, um, you know, really interesting for people to, to hear about how it just started so small at a, at a dining room table to now being a national brand. Now, you use the phrase non-medical home health care. Can you talk about kind of where the lines are for that so um, a potential franchisee can understand kind of what they're getting themselves into? Right, absolutely. So we talk about non-medical um, home care. And that just really means uh, it's not skilled. And as far as skilled, it means people are not, you know, pushing meds. They're not, you know, doing IVs. They're not doing those medical um, tasks that often, a, you know, a nurse or, uh, you know, someone who has that uh, training will, will come in and do. And what, uh, Non-medical home care is is more of those um, day-to-day activities of daily living that people need support on. Maybe it's you know getting up, getting out of bed, getting dressed, making, helping with meal preparation, um, helping with bathing and toileting, um, you know, giving reminders about medication. Um, just that companionship piece. Some people are very alone. And, and as we saw so starkly in the pandemic, when people are left alone, mental health declines. So you need to keep, you know, keep that interaction going. And, um, so that companionship piece is really important. So it's kind of like, you know, somebody can come in and do those medical tasks that are necessary, but you don't necessarily need to have somebody like that there uh, to support in those other ways that it's very easy for uh, just someone who has a, a caring heart and maybe a little bit of training can actually come in and handle. And so that's the difference really between medical and um, non-medical uh, home care intervention. And um, for folks who aren't aware that to allow the uh, elder parent to stay at home longer uh, in a safe environment can save a lot of money because the alternative uh, is pretty expensive, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it sure can. Uh, bills can really mount up for that because you're paying for 24-7 care in a facility, That the costs for everything that goes along with that um, in an actual, you know, say a, a nursing home facility or, or something like that. Um, with home care, the way that it works is um, you may not need to have somebody in the home all the time, although we do provide live-in, but you might just need somebody to be there, you know, the, the six hours of the day that, that are, are most crucial to ensure that the person is living a healthy life and 
So it, it might just be that, you know, from morning until middle of the afternoon and, and the, the caregiver leaves a, a nice meal for dinner and then the, the person can get themselves to bed or it might be the opposite. Maybe it's they need help towards the end of the day. Um, it's, it's definitely a, a more cost effective way. Um, and, you know, honestly, and I'll mention the pandemic again, because there was no time that was more evident than during the pandemic that um, if you could be in your own home and be safe, um, that was the place to be. And the problems that occurred in those facilities and nursing homes with, um, you know, the spread of the virus, uh, you know, just pointed to the need for more in-home caregivers so that people can live safely at home uh, rather than having to uh, resort to, you know, going to a nursing home or facility if they don't need to. Right. And then if you have an elderly parent, especially, um, and you don't live nearby, which a lot of people nowadays are not kind of in the same town as their parent or grandparent, it, it just it is challenging to keep up with those kind of basic things like is the food in their refrigerator, you know, you know, six months old and expired, like little things become big things as uh, your parent or grandparent ages and to have kind of a trusted person in the home with them to make sure everything's running smoothly. I mean, you can't put a price on that. Yeah, I mean, that's really true. And we uh, right around the holidays and right after the holidays, we do uh, an awareness campaign. And it's about the idea that you're as you're coming home to visit loved ones that, you know, seniors in your life, um, you know, people are more likely to be visiting, you know, grandma, grandpa, your great aunt, uh, your, you know, your mom, your dad around the holiday timeframe. What are some of those signs that you should take notice of that your loved one might need some additional support in their home? And you nailed one of them, you know, you look in the refrigerator and food is expired, or you look at their, their pill boxes and it's, you know, it's relatively full, meaning they haven't been taking them. Uh, maybe they're looking a little bit more disheveled. They're not um, as, you know, their personal care is not up to par to what it was even six months or a year ago. And so we put that information out there and kind of do a little quiz so people can jog people's, you know, brain to sort of think, oh, gosh, you know, I didn't consider that a, a, a quote unquote warning sign, but, you know, maybe it is. And maybe we should start considering what kind of support mom or dad need to help keep them healthier longer. So um, when it comes to your ideal franchisee, what does the profile of that person look like? Do they have to have some kind of nursing background or some kind of caregiver background? Um, or are they, like you said, kind of that person that just cares about people and has a heart for this? I mean, the, the prerequisite for any franchisee is that they need to have that giving, loving, caring spirit and want to support uh, those in their community that, that need that help, that extra help, most of the time elderly and seniors in the communities. That's really the, the biggest, most important quality that we look for. Uh, it's great to have some level of uh, a decent level of business acumen, whether it was in sort of operations of another business or finance or marketing. Um, really, you know, just having some sort of business background because you are operating your own business at that point. Um, so that's something that we look for also. We do like to have someone who is outgoing and engaging because it's really very important to be comfortable getting out in your community, 
networking with different uh, facilities, um, rehabs, hospital systems, and things like that, so that they think of Griswold at top of mind when it's somebody maybe is being released that would need that extra care. Um, But, you know, again, I'll just go back to the fact that if you have, you know, a caring heart, you want to help people and you want to support those in your community that need it, um, it could be a really good opportunity for you. Now, is the ideal franchisee somebody who um, is kind of an empire builder that wants to kind of be that trusted resource in their city or community? Or is it something that they're like kind of a one-off, like, oh, I'm just in this area here and that's enough for me? It's both. Um, We have both types of franchisees. We have very uh, successful franchisees who have one office location that's just doing very, very well. And they're satisfied with that. And therefore, any territories around that are open for sale and they can work together with whomever the other owners are in their area to, um, you know, share best practices and perhaps even share cases if there needs to be help with staffing, if it's close enough. So we have those types. And then we have others, uh, other franchisees uh, who do have groups of offices, uh, maybe in one area, you know, over, over a region, or perhaps even in different States. Uh, We do have a, a franchise group that has some offices in, New Jersey, some offices in South Carolina, and then also some offices in Florida. And they are doing a a fantastic job. um, And they really are motivated to expand and continue to grow. So it really runs the gamut. You know, there's those in between as well. Now, um, the caregivers are an important component because uh, they're the ones that are in the homes with these folks. Is there things that Griswold does to kind of help um, the franchisee um, identify, find, and serve these caregivers? Or is there something that you you do to help them kind of reward maybe the caregivers that are doing above and beyond? Yeah, absolutely. There are several things. We have made um, recruitment and retention of quality caregivers at our Griswold locations a real priority. Um, Not only do we provide different campaigns and um, communications that are very engaging for our franchisees to uh, implement at the local level, we have um, very dedicated operations folks who have just done a ton of research and work on what works with recruiting, how to do it, um, how to streamline it, how to make it most efficient, um, and then how to keep those folks once you do hire them. Uh, So we make it a a real priority, uh, especially in the face of the labor shortages that everybody's hearing about that seem to be alleviating a bit, but um, still, we're just going to continue pushing on that. We created a really beautiful campaign back in um, 20 at at the uh, onset of 2020, which was the care with us campaign. And what we did was we took a bunch of caregivers from around the mid Atlantic region, and we brought them all to a production house and gave them the the star treatment. Of course, they loved this. We, you know, had makeup and, you know, food was brought in like a green room and, and they just felt very special, which they are. And we just sat each one of them down by themselves on the set um, with a white screen behind them and just, had conversations sort of like you and I are doing here today. And boy, did we get some really amazing stories, some really um, touching moments occurred. And then we took all of that footage and we created 
all kinds of campaign assets that we could use to help uh, reach the right people, the kind of people who make a good caregiver. Um, maybe they could see some of these video clips and these social media assets and the all the different um, types of communications we created out of this footage and the, these interviews. Um, maybe they could see themselves in that person. And that's been super successful for us. Um, it, it's just been wonderful. So now, uh, what do you need more of? How could we help? Are you looking? I know you're in, you're not in all 50 states yet, but I'm sure you aspire to be where, like where you're at currently and what could we be doing to help you grow? Well, I mean, there's a, there's a couple things. Um, honestly, I, I do want to mention that we have a very unique way also of supporting these caregivers. And so one way that we would love to get help from folks is to um, see if they might want to be a part of our campaign with our Jean Griswold Foundation. And that foundation uh, was created back in 2010, basically to help support other organizations that support seniors, such as Meals on Wheels and things. But we've transitioned away from that again with our um, pinpoint focus on supporting caregivers. We've transitioned to focusing on solely on caregivers and their education. And so we um, just this year for the first time, we awarded six scholarships to caregivers across the country. They did not have to be Griswold employees or associated with a Griswold office in any way. Um, And in fact, one of them turned out not to be. But from all across the country, we had these amazing caregivers apply for these scholarships and they were awarded, uh, you know, just um, back in at the end of July on Founders Day, which was Jean Griswold's birthday. And these are folks who, you know, wanted some money to be able to get their CNA or to go get, um, one wanted to go into occupational therapy. One woman even was accepted into medical school and we'll be using it uh, for that. And so um, the Jean Griswold Foundation is really an amazing way that you can support um, our efforts to support caregivers. Um, You can go to jeangriswoldfoundation.org to donate because we're currently under our annual 2022 campaign in which our goal is 140 thousand dollars um 40 of course for our anniversary so that's one way you can help us grow and support caregivers um but i assume you also were interested in how uh we can help grow griswold and in general and uh really just getting the word out about griswold home care um we aren't the largest home care franchise company out there we don't have a huge national media budget Everything we do is done very thoughtfully. When we expand, we make sure we have the right fit of the right type of people, as we mentioned, those who really are interested in caring and supporting their communities. And so just getting the word out there about Griswold is just a a bit of a, you know, of a different type of of home care company. We really um, pride ourselves in giving uh, end-to-end support from day one all the way through uh, to help us franchisee be successful. We have a wonderful home care academy. We provide field visits and, um, you know, one-on-one trainings. We have all kinds of um, special webinars and different kinds of support that we give operationally. Um, I know my marketing department that my team is just thrilled to talk to franchisees anytime to help them uh, understand how to use some of the platforms and programs we put together. Um, we have an amazing conference uh, every year in October. And this year, B 
being our 40th, we're, we're going to Nashville and we're really having a, a major celebration. And so, you know, the awareness piece for us is what can sometimes be a challenge because, again, we don't have some of those large, huge national media budgets, um, but we are, you know, one of the best kept secrets in the country when it comes to a home care franchise. We have relatively low entry costs. We have um, amazing training. Like I said, we have an extraordinary network of caring, wonderful people who just can't wait to help each other uh, grow and, and be successful. And so, um, yeah, I mean, you know, spread the word, uh, you know, we're, we're actively selling territories all across the country. We have some really great um, places available. Um, we just uh, uh, opened a new office out in um, Southern California and near the San Diego area. And we're really excited about th- uh, that franchisee. They're going to do great things. Um, so we're, you know, so we're ready to go. So if somebody wants to learn more, have a more substantive conversation with you or somebody on your team, what's the website? You can go to griswoldhomecare.com. And from there, it's pretty clear. The navigation's pretty streamlined. You just, you know, you can look and see if you want to be an owner. You can click on that. If you're interested in finding care for your loved one, it's very simple to find that and put in your zip code. Um, yeah, we will get right back to you. We've, uh, you know, we've streamlined our processes and we are ready to quickly get back to anyone who's interested in our services or interested in a franchise. Well, Shelly, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Oh, thanks, Lee. I really do enjoy it. It's great to be in a career where um, it has a deeper meaning and, uh, you know, I appreciate you having us on today. It was, it was a wonderful conversation. Yeah, you're doing important work and the impact is real. I mean, this is affecting people every single day. So thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Franchise Marketing Radio.